It's Monday. You know what that means. Here on The Inner Life, it's Monday Pun Day. But today is also National Cookie Day. So here's a cookie-related pun for you. Hope you had a good weekend. Speaking for myself, I burned 2,000 calories yesterday. <laughs> That's the last time I leave cookies in the oven while I nap. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome, friends, to The Inner Life, the show that focuses on spiritual direction, offering you some encouragement and inspiration for your walk with the Lord today with the help of our spiritual directors. I'm your host, Patrick Conley. Well, first off, Happy New Year to you. As I'm guessing you know, we began a new liturgical year yesterday with the beginning of the holy season of Advent. And by the way, I love the meme that's going around Catholic social media showing St. Thomas Aquinas sitting at his death, pen in hand with the caption, there I go, writing year A on my checks again. <laughs> that's my kind of humor. Anyway, I'm sure that this is my, well, pretty sure anyway, that this is my favorite liturgical season of the year. Probably some of the reasons for that are carryovers from the sentimentality attached to it from when I was a kid. You know, Advent calendars, the nativity plays at church, and of course, the eager anticipation of Christmas. But as an adult and as a Catholic, there are so many inherent invitations in this season to live it out and to live it out well. But that takes intentionality. It takes will especially in this season that tends to be rather frantic and filled up with all sorts of holiday-related activities. We are talking Advent on the show today. Good Advent living doesn't just happen on its own. How do you intentionally live out the Advent season? Got any tips you'd like to share? Our toll-free studio line is 888-914-9149, sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. Again, that's 888-914-9149. Well, let's say hello to our spiritual director for the hour today. We welcome back to the program Father Brian Fallon. Father Fallon is a priest of the Archdiocese of St. Louis, where he serves as chaplain of the Catholic Student Center at Washington University. Welcome back, Father, and happy Advent to you. Happy Advent, happy New Year, and happy Monday, Patrick, and everyone listening. Absolutely. Lots of reasons to be happy around here, especially on the inner life as it's, uh, we're kicking off a new week here as well, and a new season. Well, just for listeners who may not be familiar with our liturgical calendar or the liturgical season of Advent, Father, why don't you just give us a kind of a baseline definition of what is Advent and what is it all about? Advent means coming, and Jesus is coming soon. He wants to be born again into our lives, so we celebrate these weeks prior to Christmas as a time of preparation and anticipation, not just for his coming as a little baby in Bethlehem, not just coming into our hearts in this time, but also a reminder of the second coming, his coming into our lives at the end of the age. Mm. Right, and that's uh, something very important to keep in mind, and I think we hear especially more and more about that here at the beginning part of Advent. And uh, Advent, I I think this is one thing worth clarifying, because uh, some even very well-intentioned Catholics um, have this idea, this notion that Advent begins on December 1st. But when does Advent actually begin, Father? Oh, Advent begins the weekend after Christ the King. So the the Saturday after Christ the King, which is the 34th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So sometimes that'll be uh, December 2nd, like it was uh, this year, but other times it can be in November. It's the four weeks backing up uh, from Christmas, the four Sundays prior. 
Yeah, right. So since we're looking at the Lord's coming in both at Christmas and at the end of time, Advent is a season of anticipation and longing. And as we heard in the gospel yesterday, to watch as Jesus commands his disciples to watch. What does that mean for the Catholic Father? I mean, how do we how do we live out a, a season of anticipation and longing and watchfulness in the midst of something that usually tends to be pretty filled up with all sorts of events and frantic activities? It's the most wonderful time of the year, but <laughs> <laughs> so many uh, Mariah Carey songs can kind of get you uh, all uh, fumboozled, as right. Dr. Seuss would say. So I think uh, that watching is an important thing to do, not so much with our eyes. Yeah, we want to wait for the dawn, the new dawn that's arising, but also in our hearts. What's that anticipation that we have where we're alert, where we're sober-minded, where we're able to celebrate and wrap all the gifts and have good time with our family and friends and all the Christmas parties, but there's this anticipation in our hearts for what God is going to do in this new season that'll come in a few weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's always a it's it's a little bit of a looking ahead, certainly, in what is what is God is going to be doing, even in this present day and age. For of course, we know not when He is going to return in glory. That is a, a mystery, and it could be any moment now. But of course, but it it may not be for a, quite a while yet. And I think that's uh, that's one of the things that we need to get, bear in mind, though, is that the Lord is always present to us, and maybe there's a special way we can do that and be aware of that during season of Advent. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just maybe as we have a New Year's resolution in January 1st, what if we had kind of a Catholic spiritual New Year's resolution that we could start to take on now? What needs to be set aside? What needs to be added on to our lives? And I think that's why the church really emphasizes celebrating Advent and not missing out on this time that can be a great grace to us. Mm. Our spiritual director today is Father Brian Fallon. If you are, well, we're talking Advent, so if you have some tips on how to live Advent well and how to maintain it well and live that spirit of anticipation and watchfulness and the fruits that that has has borne in your own spiritual life, give us a call at 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, one of the things that uh, maybe the Lord has impressed upon me in this time around in Advent tends to be a little bit different from year to year, but um, this year he's already drawn attention to the longing, the anticipation that was going on throughout the ancient Israelites in the Old Testament prior to the Messiah coming. And this is, Advent is kind of a of a invitation to begin reliving and rereading the events of salvation history um, and specifically, any tips on what we might do with the Old Testament in order to build our sense of anticipation? Yes, everything in the Old Testament is a prophecy or a prefigurement of what's going to happen in the new. So we can even look and see, as you mentioned in some of those O antiphons and, and all the different things that are uh, being read in our readings, right. how do we see them with the eyes of faith? Oh, that reading at Mass, whether it's the daily Mass or the Sunday Mass, and that first reading in the Old Testament, oh, Jesus is going to fulfill all this. No, oh, Jesus is the one that's going to break the bondage of sin and death, that he's going to be the one who is the true king of Israel. Oh, and just kind of having 
whether it's through a commentary or hopefully through the homily, just that recognition of if Jesus is doing that in Scripture, then he's also doing that in this New Testament that we're living right now. Mm-hmm. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, right? I mean, there's this, mm. there's a sense that we are we we need to be in that place of anticipation of and all the goodness that God is about to pour out upon us in the person of Jesus Himself, right? So uh, maybe maybe one tip might be as we're entering and seeking to enter more deeply into the season of Advent to take some of those Old Testament readings that are coming to us uh, through the Mass readings, or maybe just investigate some stories, some familiar stories, and think about, well, how would a Messiah coming into the picture have changed that? What is the promise of a Messiah in that? Yeah? Yeah, I think the the Messiah is the—we we call him the long-awaited Messiah. I think mm-hmm. that's that's the important thing for us to remember, that our ancestors in faith, uh, the chosen people— were waiting to be brought into the promised land, uh, but they were also looking for someone to save them uh, from the degradation, from the violence, from the war, from the famine. And when Jesus came on the scene in a little baby uh, manger kind of nativity set reality, there was something there that maybe uh, disillusioned people, that they couldn't believe that Jesus came from Nazareth or that he would have a stable birth. And like, what is it that maybe Jesus is doing to confound our expectations as as he's being born into our lives? Maybe mm-hmm. it's going to look a little bit different than we thought. Maybe he's not going to be the conquering king with might as much as he is with humility and lowliness. Uh, what is it that we can do to maybe be made low ourselves to be more like him? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Father, because that was going through my mind as well, that uh, making ourselves low, that maybe the people who most can appreciate the longing for a Messiah and all the good that a Messiah will bring into uh, into life on this on this planet, right, are those who are not doing so well, who are not well off. Maybe that's not well off uh, materially. Maybe they're they're you know, suffering from poverty. Maybe it's those who are not well off in terms of health. Maybe it's those who are suffering and and sick. Um, but there's it's all the more reason for for us to uh, incorporate care of these people into our lives during this Advent season. Yeah, there's a story I love of these homeless men in New York City smoking these very nice cigars. And the cops said, where did you get those cigars, guys? And they said, oh, the, the bishop gave them to us. And Cardinal Dolan was going around passing out some uh, Christmas cheer, uh, huh. but also just a word of encouragement to them and, and a prayer with them. So not not uh, four cigars in this case, but I think the gesture was more to let people be seen. Because uh, I think Jesus being born into poverty, poverty and that loneliness and being rejected maybe can speak to some people when they hear that good news being proclaimed, that Jesus doesn't forget about them, that he brings joy into their hearts too, even if there aren't a lot of presents around the tree or any tree at all. Mm -hmm. Excellent point, Father. We are talking today with our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon, and we're talking about Advent. Maybe you have some tips about Advent traditions, ways to live Advent well, any practices that you plan on doing this year or have done in the past that help you enter into the season of Advent. If so, give us a call, encourage and inspire one another on our toll-free studio line, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Our email address is relevantradio.com. Well, our producer, Nick, put together, Father, a, uh, a little 
quote from a German Jesuit priest called Alfred Delp, who was killed by the Nazis, um, executed in 1945. And he writes about Advent as a time that God desires to shake us out of complacency. So I guess the question is, what kind of complacency do you think we're tempted towards in this earthly realm? And how does Advent serve as a remedy to that? I think in this time of year, it's a very stressful time. And I think everyone's trying to wrap things up, whether it's a present uh, or a semester of school, or whether it's some sort of work project to get to maybe a longer Christmas break. There's just this real sense of a flurry of activity. And I think complacency can happen then in our spiritual lives where we're, we might be praying, but are, are we really giving our hearts to the Lord? Or, or maybe prayer is the first thing to go. For me, exercise is the first thing to go. But, but just in, <laughs> the, in that sense of uh, maybe a, a, an encouragement uh, and Father Delp saying, come on, guys, like you can you can do this. The Lord is near. Let's let's be ready. Let's be like those 10 virgins that have their lamps uh, lit and not be the foolish five of those 10. Let's have a, a real sense of the good majesty and mystery that we're going to be a part of that is a part of our story. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, especially the fact that Father Delp lived that with his whole heart uh, in a very gruesome way, uh, maybe those of us uh, that are still living are going to be able to be with the saints someday just through uh, this little discipline and this little revival in our hearts during this season. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we're so intentional about so many of the holiday traditions and getting ready for so the celebration of Christmas, whether that's uh, with family members or friends, or maybe there's other things that we do, decorating the house, like you were saying, wrapping up things, wrapping up presents, wrapping up a semester at school, that we that we need to take some of that intentionality And it seems to me that we need to have some of that time, like you were suggesting with prayer, that would require us to, uh, well, in a sense, thinking about Christmas lights here, unplug for a bit and and to focus in, to give ourselves some time to breathe, some time to to be in silence, to reflect, to meditate, yeah? Yeah, how does one make uh, all is calm, all is bright? It's Mm. through a silent night, you know, so I think... Uh, God's favorite language is silence, Padre Pio says. So how do we maybe just take some time? You know, nothing wrong with watching The Grinch or It's a Wonderful Life or any type of movie. And nothing wrong with having the music on. But can can there be a moment where I just have a, a place of rest, where I can even just look at the Christmas tree or, or look at the nativity set and just gaze on the Lord, you know, to contemplate what he's doing in your life right now? I think those are moments where in the stillness and maybe that, again, Bethlehem in that moment of just the quiet of that that great glorious moment right. of his incarnation can really, I don't know, renew us and, and spur us on to be good disciples. Right. I think another thing that um, I found really fruitful in, in times past anyway is just a reflection on the, the Holy Family at this stage in the very first Advent uh, as they are making their way to Bethlehem as Mary is pregnant. St. Joseph is there, um, you know, obviously leading the leading the family down to this village of the house and line of David, that sort of thing. The anticipation that must be there, and uh, you know, pregnant women especially, but uh, couples who are expecting a child, they can enter into that sense of the season, uh, maybe in a in a profound way. Yeah, maybe some of our listeners have celebrated Las Posadas, uh, mm-hmm. that 
that uh, tradition uh, in Mexican-American and other Latino cultures where the actual journeying to different doors uh, and knocking on the door and, and feeling the rejection, saying, no, we don't have any room, or we don't know who you are, you're strangers. Uh, and just the, uh, we, we did that here at the Catholic Student Center with, with some of our students, and it was beautiful to sing, uh, to go door to door, but also uh, led some of us to reflect on, you know, what was it like for Joseph, who just couldn't make it work out, <laughs> who really was trying to be a good husband and a good foster father for the baby to be, but how how do I do this? And I think, yeah, mo taking a moment to reflect on what's happening uh, in some of these traditions, but also in our daily prayer, can help us to be more united to the saints, mm -hmm. to know that we are not going through these things by ourselves. I think that's an excellent point, too, that this is not a season that's lived out. No, well, none of the liturgical seasons are those that are lived out on our own, but always in the communion of one another here in the church militant, but of course in this with the saints as well. Our spiritual director today, Father Brian Fallon, we're talking about Advent. How is a way that you honor the Advent season in your life, in your home? Perhaps there's ways, if you're part of a Catholic school community or in your parish, that you live out Advent well. That's what we're focusing in on today. If you have suggestions, tips to give, give 8914-9149, or send us an email. Our email address is relevantradio.com. We're going to take our first break, but we'll be back with more talk on Advent right after this. Stay with us. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash udallas. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio on relevantradio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Reminder, if you're looking for ways to set apart Advent this year, we have an audio Advent calendar for you from directly from the Merry Beggars. They're presenting Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol for the second year in a row to guide your Advent journey. True to the original text, this updated audio Advent calendar lets you jump straight into the action of this wholesome, intriguing, and delightful classic. As it's still early in Advent, you have time to catch up. Subscribe today and receive daily episodes for free at adventwithscrooge.com. That's adventwithscrooge. Com. Well, we are indeed talking Advent today here on the program with our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon. If you have recommendations on how to live Advent well, some of the things that you incorporate into your life, your home, your parish, let us know. 888-914-9149 is our phone number, 888-914-9149. Our email address is relevantradio.com. Well, Father, I understand uh, I, I was going to get to this anyway, but we're talking about Advent. A good way of kind of slowing down and focusing in is uh, by reading. And I understand you have a book recommendation for us. I do. Yeah, it's a recent convert, last couple of years, named Tish Oxenreiter, a good Catholic writer from Texas who uh, has a book called Salt and, or sh sorry, Shadow and Light. Salt and Light uh, is something else uh, from Jesus, okay. but Shadow and Light. Uh, a journey into Advent. So it's what I like about it. I mean, we prayed it last year, and I, I've got it out praying it this year now. Is day by day, Monday, first week of Advent, 
what are ways in which we can grow closer to the Lord? Or Tish says this for today, when has God shown faithfulness to you in your past? Just thinking about those things and taking a moment uh, really, I think, helped me last year and I think can help all of us, whatever that your guide is, whatever your reflection, just to enter deeper into this season. Right, right. I do like that. I love the idea of doing a sort of Advent uh, devotionals, if you if you will, or a daily reflection, something like that. That seems like a good way of entering in. And Father, I think one of the things I wanted to focus on, and maybe this is actually going to uh, spawn a lot of phone calls here, because um, this is a it can be a controversial topic. So here we go, get ready. <laughs> but um, our society—we've already made allusion to this—but our society uh, it seems to think that this is the Christmas season. But as Catholics, we know that it is not yet the Christmas season. So let's talk for a bit about how do we keep Advent Advent and not just basically Christmas starting now. Yeah, it's tough, Uh, especially even Christmas music or Christmas tree lights. Everyone thought my family was very devout and holy because we wouldn't put our lights up until the 17th. We were just lazy. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, but, but you see how sometimes people will allow pumpkin spice latte season to then mean it's Christmas season. And I think the joy and majesty of this season, uh, not magical time, but really like a spiritual time, uh, is, is something that we should be able to recognize and celebrate. But I think the most important thing, whether whenever you start the preparations for Christmas is, am I allowing it to be first and foremost about Jesus? You know, okay. get out your scented candles, you know, blare the songs and, and like, and have this, the good times. But am I also taking time to prepare for Christ's birth? So I, I don't think it's good for us to get bogged down in the arguments. The enemy would love for us to be all divided about when to start Christmas and, and when to start Advent. But I think instead, what is our intention, our intention behind it? So listen to Christmas music in July for all I care. Just <laughs> fall deeper in love with the Lord. <laughs> all right. Well, fair enough. Okay. All right. I, I get your argument there. I tend to be, I, I will admit, a little bit more of an Scrooge when it comes to that. And uh, my wife and others frequently let me know that um, I may be a little bit squelching the joy of the season when I, when I well, for instance, demand that, uh, oh, that's a Christmas carol. We're going to wait on listening to that one <laughs> until later on. But at the same time, I get what you're saying. Yes, of course. It's all about keeping the focus on Jesus. That is absolutely the case. And uh, yeah, I think as, as we're talking about traditions on how we live out the Advent season, well, here's a way that um, that in my household we, we seek to keep Advent Advent is that, yes, we'll turn on the Christmas lights, but uh, actually we have a strand of violet-colored lights that we actually light up during the season of Advent, which magically, <laughs> well, not so magically, <laughs> but they become uh, either red and green or white and gold or that sort of thing once Christmas finally arrives. So that's just one little way that we do it in our household to kind of note the changing of the season from Advent into Christmas. I think little things like that can be special because especially for those families that have young children or uh, those who maybe might be more easily distracted by everybody else pretending it's Christmas, you know, I, I think, yeah, maybe taking a moment uh, for some intention, even if it's, yeah, lights or having the nativity 
scene set up briefly, but not with everyone there, you know, not having yeah. Mary and Joseph or, of course, not having the, the Christ child until Christmas. But then I right. think also when everyone else goes into the season of Valentine's Day, for us to be able to endure, I think, and to be able to maybe persevere is the better word, persevere through the Christmas season and not to forget that Christmas goes to the baptism of the Lord. And some even celebrate until the presentation on February 2nd. So just True. those moments of allowing that that new season to be something that we celebrate well as a moment of evangelization, too. Yes, yes, I completely agree with that, Father. I am grateful that you brought that up as well, that I think one of the ways that we live Advent well is by remembering to celebrate Christmas all the way through um, and not putting the tree out on the sidewalk or the, on the street, on the curb, to be picked up on December the 26th, right? Because we are still <laughs> in the heart of the Christmas octave at that point. We're right, talking you Advent You my family today. tradition right there. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I mean, but there's ways of redeeming, you know, those, you know, and offering a little bit of a change, right? So That's right. Our, our spiritual director today, Father Brian Fallon, coming to us from the Catholic Student Center at Washington University in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're talking about Advent today here on the program. If you have Advent traditions that have permeated your household and helped you enter more deeply into the season, please give us a call. Let us know what those are, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. Well, Father, um, another thing that I think does pop up frequently in this season, um, this holiday season, uh, but specifically in the run-up to Christmas, is uh, people. some people suffer pretty severely from loneliness. So any thoughts about what Advent might have to, serve, to offer those who are lonely? Yeah, thank you, Patrick. A word of encouragement for anyone listening who might be experiencing this. I think it's important to remember you are not alone, you are seen. We have a God that loves us so much that he allows himself as son to be born into our midst. He, he wants to be with you. And so even in those moments of loneliness, when everyone else seems holly and jolly, and just to be able to make a, a very sincere act of faith, a, a good prayer of saying, Jesus, I, I love you. Please be with me here in this loneliness. And maybe that doesn't make it all better in the physical or the emotional, but in the spiritual to be able to be reassured. Um, I think sometimes we have to remember that we're being advertised to all the time. And the people in the commercials who look so happy, maybe those are just advertisements, you know, so there can still be a little bit of sadness and sorrow in the midst of a season of joy. We don't have to pretend to be something that we're not, especially those who've been experiencing real loss in their lives. I was just going to bring that up as well, Father. This tends to be a time when people are in grief as well, whether it's that they have a loved one who is ailing or uh, close to death or someone who actually passes away during this time. This is a tends to be a, a time of grief as well. So similar sim, similar recommendations for those in grief, Father. Yeah, it, I think sometimes people say things like, "Well, they would want us to be happy during this Christmas season." Fair, that's that's fine. But maybe I think it's also fair to recognize that you miss them and that you're sad. I think those are things that are important too. <laughs> the stress of getting Jesus to Bethlehem had to be a lot. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen, 
uh, it doesn't mean that the joy negates what they experience. So we can live we can live in multiple emotions at the same time. I think that's just yeah. important for us to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, very good. Again, our spiritual director today, Father Brian Fallon, we're talking Advent. If you'd like to share about some of your Advent traditions, our phone number is 888-914-9149. Let's go now to the phones. Bonnie is calling in from Berkeley, California. Bonnie, welcome to The Inner Life. Good morning. Hi. Uh, well, I just have my Advent wreath, and that's all I'm going to have until third week. And then when the O Anaphons come into our missile. I will take out my Jesse tree ornaments, and I have a little tabletop tree, and I put those up, you know, one by one. <laughs> That's it. And everyone else is doing the early thing, but I don't do that. Hmm. Yeah, I love it, Bonnie. The, especially the O antiphons are uh, a beautiful prophecy that we see kind of leading up uh, from the 17th all, all the way to the 24th. And, and having a moment of, it, you know, it almost sounds like a fasting from some of those decorations uh, might be able to expand your uh, great love and joy that you're able to experience when uh, it truly is Christmas time. Mm. Bonnie, thank you for the phone call. Lots of ideas of great ideas that we can talk about here on the show, but also I, I appreciate the uh, somewhat sparsity, like you like you were saying, Father, of fasting from some of the other things that are going on around you to keep those, uh, yeah, keep those, uh, at bay until it is proper time for them. So thank you, Bonnie. Thanks for the phone call. Father, you mentioned the O antiphons. We've talked about that a couple times. In case people don't know what the O antiphons are, can you give a brief description? Yeah, the O antiphons are, we, we see them in the Missal. We see them in the Liturgy of the Hours. They are straight from Scripture where we are calling on these uh these prophecies to be whether we're sung whether they're sung or recited uh, to be this glimmer of hope this build up in the final days of advent to christmas and when they're put and this is what's so cool about our christian catholicism is yeah. that when they're put backwards uh it says i will come tomorrow uh the, the first letter of each of those antiphons so yeah. arrow cross in, in that way of saying that Jesus is, is coming soon. Yeah. It's a great way of, of leading up to and embracing the, the spirit of anticipation, especially as we get so close to Christmas, and uh, it, it helps to build the anticipation day by day, both in the in the Missal and in the Antiphons for the Magnificat and the Evening Prayer as well. Speaking today with Father Brian Fallon about Advent, feel free to give us a call with your tips on how to celebrate Advent well, how to honor it well, 888-914-9149. Father, another thing um, that was brought up there by Bonnie was uh, the Advent wreath. Now, this is something that we see uh, a lot in our parishes, obviously, when we go to Mass on Sundays and we light a new candle on the Advent wreath. But this is something that can be carried into the home as well, yeah? Yeah, I think uh, that was one of my family traditions to have around our uh, Christmas, our, our kitchen table, that is. And before dinner each night, we'd light the candle and to be able to have the anticipation of that purple or that violet uh, to remember the royalty of the king, um, but also uh, one of sorrow because the Lord is not yet here. And then to have those two weeks and then to have that great uh, rose candle on that third week to remember the joy uh, that comes, that Jesus is coming soon, gathered around, whether you have uh, a green wreath or whether it's just a candle stand that symbol of the circle 
of the eternal love that God has for us, uh, that which is ever green, ever ancient, and ever new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's worthy of a little bit of comment there, too. Gaudete Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent, which comes every year, has that sense of joy about it as well. And that's when we see the rose-colored vestments trotted out once, uh, well, once of, of two times a year when we see those. And um, what, is the, what is the joy all about on that Gaudete Sunday, Father? That uh, <laughs> Jesus is coming soon. He's, he's mm. so filled with that great love for us that... Uh, he really wants us to know that he is going to be the one to grow more and more into our lives. Um, and just also that great anticipation that the shepherds experience uh, when they were being able to see then glory to God in the highest. Yeah. Well, indeed, we can enter into the shepherd's joy as we make ourselves ready for that. And maybe that's a maybe that's a question, too, Father, is that... Um, I don't know. Do you think there's a way? I I think I would say yes. There's a way of getting kind of overly Christmas-sized coming up even in the lead-up to Christmas in the sense that it kind of steals away at the joy once December 25th finally arrives. Yes. Uh, Think of your favorite dessert. If you have your favorite dessert all the time, it will pretty soon not be as enjoyable as if you have it in maybe some prudent portions. And so I think what happens is we we gobble up uh, this season, and that's why we see Christmas trees out on the curb uh, far earlier than they should be after Christmas, because people are just done. They're they're tired of all of the celebration. What if we were able to maybe portion these things out with a little bit more prudence and then say, no, because because I had this buildup and this anticipation, now I get to celebrate even longer. Think maybe that's a reflection for our spiritual lives too. Mm. Oh, I do like that. We might have to enter into a little bit more of that when we come back from our break. We're talking Advent today with Father Brian Fallon. And, and again, if you have a way that you kind of pump the brakes on the Christmas season here and uh, set apart Advent as its own season, which it's of course very much is, and as we are here in the early days of Advent, give us a call. 888-914-9149 is our phone number. 888-914-9149. Love to get you on the air with your tips and suggestions on how to live Advent well with our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon. We're going to take another break, but we will be back with more discussion on Advent right after this. Don't go away. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash udallas. Speaking of the O Antiphons, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, based on the O Antiphons of December 17th through 24th in the Missal and in the Antiphon for the Magnificat, every evening prayer in the Liturgy of the Hours. We're talking about Advent today, this rich liturgical season with our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, who's producing the show for us today, and Sarah Tafoya on the phones for us. Thank you, Sarah, for that as well. 
Father, uh, some of the things, too, that I'm thinking about in terms of uh, Advent traditions that help to bring the faith home, uh, in some ways, very literally, uh, during that, uh, during this season. And it is, I mean, the liturgical color for the season is violet. And uh, that, of course, draws our minds to Lent, which is a season of penitence, of fasting, of abstinence, that sort of thing. And though maybe not quite as profound as Lent, there's still a sense of that in the Advent season as well, yeah? Oh, for sure. We saw it at Mass yesterday that there was no Gloria. Uh, that's right. always kind of the musician and priest. I, I've been the one to miss that before. And I'm like, where are you going to sing the Gloria? <laughs> it's Advent, Father. <laughs> uh, so, so, so just a, even even a little denial of our senses, uh, or a denial of some of that that singing and that glad rejoicing, uh, helps us as we're getting closer to that Christmas season to anticipate those moments. And then, yeah, we also can see it in our, our personal devotions too. Uh, just in how uh, we live, and, and we don't have maybe uh, the the splendor uh, as much displayed, uh, and maybe, yes, it's not as intense as Lent, um, but there is this fasting that we're invited into so that we can better celebrate and prepare with great joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, indeed, and I think that there is, uh, there's merit in that, too, is there not, to... Uh... Yeah, maybe giving up something for Advent. We always talk about giving up something for Lent, but giving up something for Advent. Uh, yeah, anything that you're giving up this year for Advent, Father? <laughs> it's always screen time. Just uh, yeah. get on get on for what you need and then get off. So, yeah, uh, yeah things like that. Uh, I also, in and this is similar in Lent too, I, I try to do uh, something uh, a little bit more spiritual, whether it's a personal thing or not. Uh, so for me, I, I try to listen to Handel's Messiah, uh, the oh, first nice. part, and just that anticipation. Yeah, one of my seminary priest professors taught us that. Uh, so try to do that uh, in Advent and then do the, the passion part for Lent. Uh, and then just a personal one that uh, I have to make sure I do every year is to sit down and watch It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the richest man in town is the one who loses everything and is about to go to jail. And that... Uh, that sounds a lot like Christ to me. So as George Bailey tries to figure out who he really is, uh, it's much more than lassoing the moon. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, I like it. I uh, I will say I really like the Handel's Messiah uh, thought, just to kind of the, the lead up and that sort of thing. They, they Handel did a great job, Handel did a great job of getting us into the spirit of everything that was coming in. In the Old Testament, in terms of anticipation. And by the way, just so our listeners don't forget, you can always uh, get building on that Christmas spirit, that sense of anticipation with Advent Carols of Comfort and Joy, uh, featuring the incredible talents of three young choirs. You can take the musical journey to Christmas and even travel through a brief history of carols with our free daily videos. You can get those every day of Advent. Just sign up at relevantradio.com slash carols, relevantradio.com slash carols. Father, I, I do like that. I like the sense of uh, things that we can do to build our sense of anticipation. And, um, you know, Nick and I, our producer and I, were, were kind of chatting over the break, and he was saying that he thinks Advent is a great time also for building up, especially in homes with kids in them or in schools maybe, uh, is a place where you can build up kind of uh, a spiritual memory, as it were, through tactile things like, for instance, Jesse tree, um, making, making an advent wreath, uh, lighting. There's, there's things that are done in advent that, uh, rather than just an idea, 
of Jesus come in the flesh that we can actually remember through these crafts, these tactile practices. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I think the Jesse tree is a great one. The origination or the origin is from uh, the prophet Isaiah, who says a shoot shall come uh, from the the rod of Jesse, uh, Jesse being the father of David. And as that shoot bursts forth, that family tree, uh, we, we see fulfilled in Christ Jesus as he comes from the house of David, as he's born in the city of David. Uh, so even, yeah, just that moment of the Jesse tree is, you know, whether however you do it to put an ornament each day and then you start to see uh, this tree, whether it's a paper one or one that you're, you built on your own, is able to then become bigger and bigger and be filled as we get closer to Christmas. And just to say a little prayer, maybe let this children take a moment to say their own prayer. God, please bless our family. Amen. Great. (laughs) Great prayer from a four-year-old, you know? Yeah. Um, But to be able to just see not just the tree blossom in this image or whatever craft you're doing, but to be able to see your children anticipating and being excited uh, for all the good things that God's doing in them too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think um, there's, there's a great sense of anticipation. I mentioned that this is at the show open that, uh, you know, often with kids, maybe, maybe a bit with adults too, if I'm honest, right. Is that, uh, well, Christmas is coming. There's unwrapped gifts or excuse me, there's wrapped gifts under the tree or wherever you keep your gifts, right. You might be able to glance over there and think, Oh, I wonder what's in that one. Do some, some shaking and that sort of thing. But I, I, for one, I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing to have this sense of anticipation that we're about to celebrate. We're about to celebrate well, and we start seeing signs of that pop up throughout the house. That seems like an Advent thing. Yes. I I think as we start to see the events get closer, uh, or the the big event get closer, that is, um, that we should be more excited about that. Uh, I I think it's just remembering, okay, the, the present uh, and the, of the presence of Jesus mm-hmm. is is something that needs to be put uh, as uh, the primary focus. And then we get to celebrate the gifts that are given to us, not out of obligation. Oh, I have to outdo them this year because they gave me a good gift last year. Or gosh, competing with Santa, who can do that? But in <laughs> uh, all of those moments to, to be able to celebrate well, uh, and even just the, the thoughtfulness that goes into a gift. Uh, maybe we don't need the newfangled thing as much as we need uh, the the beauty of the intention behind the gift. Wow, I really feel seen by this person who gave me this gift. This is what I really needed. Um, this is maybe something that uh, I wouldn't have gotten otherwise if someone didn't know me as well as this person that loves me does. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Well, good suggestions in looking forward to celebrating the celebration of Christmas, of Christ becoming, uh, taking on human form, human flesh, and a human nature, and being one with us in that way. But Father, let's not forget, um, as we started out the show talking about, that this is also a time of anticipating Christ's return at the end of all things, at the consummation of all things as well. That being the case, then maybe just some thoughts, too, about how do we prepare ourselves for that? Because it doesn't seem like the the correct or appropriate suggestion is to, you know, to, to kind of torpedo everything in our lives and just sit in anticipation. It is an active waiting, but it doesn't mean that we forsake our familial responsibilities, our, our professional responsibilities, et cetera, right? 
That's exactly right. Yeah, we want to be busy about the work of the Lord. And for each of us, that means something particular. And we each have particular calls that God has entrusted to us. So I think sometimes that maybe in the early church, especially, there was some confusion. You know, we hurry. We, he's coming soon. And soon, yeah. uh, as the Chosen likes to show in, in, in that series, uh, soon is a little arbitrary. Uh, so, yeah, maybe Jesus isn't going to come right at this moment in the second coming, but he should, as the song suggests, find us ready, uh, not standing still. So I yeah. think that's just the encouragement for us to reflect on. How can I be about the Lord's business? How can I be building up the kingdom uh, through my daily fidelity? Mm-hmm. And presumably that incorporates all the usual things that we're always recommending, and for good reason. I mean, these are things that keep us grounded in the Lord, but we're always recommending them here on The Inner Life. So things like, uh, obviously, regular participation in the sacraments, regular prayer life, scripture reading, those sorts of things. Yes, and let's not forget the poor and and prayer, penance, and almsgiving. We we remember a lot in the Lenten season. Yeah, what, what about the other... Uh, seasons too. So yeah, I think especially the sacramental life, like you said, if, if you want to receive the gift of the Lord's freedom and love and that grace, uh, yeah, make a good confession during this season, especially mm-hmm. if it's been a while, just to let all those things go so that you have room, as the song says, let every heart prepare him room uh, so that you can repeat the sounding joy. Mm-hmm. Little little things can uh, really make a great difference. And maybe that's a big thing for some people um, but I, I really think the prayer, penance, and almsgiving is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, right. And I, I think that that is exactly, I mean, that's an excellent recommendation, too, is that uh, many parishes do have specific, uh, there's expanded times for confession. Maybe there's even a, uh, a communal penance service that's being offered as well. Um, this is a time, absolutely, to to get back into the confessional if you haven't done so in preparation for this great celebration of Christmas, but also in preparation for our Lord who's returning soon. And indeed, um, Father, maybe just uh, compare and contrast a little bit about the Lord's how the Lord's coming next, how his next coming, the coming in glory, will differ from his coming at Christmas. Yeah, I think it, he will... Let's put it this way. In in Bethlehem, nobody really knew that the Messiah was being born. Everybody went about their business at at that time of year. But it will be quite evident to us uh, that the Lord is coming when he returns in glory, uh, because there will be this judgment. um, And hopefully because we're busy about the works of the Lord and because we're seeking forgiveness, he'll be able to we'll be able to rejoice and share in our master's joy. Uh, but there will also be those signs, and we've been reading some of those things. We, we read them especially last week at, in the anticipation of Advent uh, and some of the uh, Zechariah or Revelation or Joel uh, talking about the destruction and, and the accompanying signs uh, because we know that we live in a fallen world, but our king will be victorious. So I, I think that's going to be the biggest distinction is uh, we, we won't be able to miss it. I think we'll understand pretty soon that he's yeah. coming. 
Yeah, yeah. And getting ourselves ready for that, again, living a life that is well-ordered around Christ, putting Christ at the center of all these things, because he is the center point of our own salvation history and is the promise of eternal life with him in the age to come. Well, Father, this has been a great conversation about the holy season of Advent and look forward to uh, celebrating it well. Any Before we get a blessing from you, Father, any anything that uh, you're particularly looking forward to doing this Advent season? I'm really just looking forward to uh, entering in once again uh, to this wonderful season uh, and and really just making a go at it. I think that's kind of what gets me excited about the beginning of Advent is, all right, new year. We can let's bolster our efforts. Let's keep trying. Let's receive the good things the Lord wants to do. Oh, yeah, amen to that. Yeah, well, me too. And again, with this being one one of, if not my favorite liturgical season, I am looking forward to all of the things that the Lord may have in store for me. And I hope that's true for you, our listener as well, that you are looking forward to receiving from the Lord and maybe even seeking out all the ways that he wants to bless you in this Advent season. Father, it's been a great conversation. May we have a blessing from you before we go, please? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Lord descend upon you and bring you his peace, especially in the anticipation of the birth of his Son in this Advent season. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's Father Brian Fallon, who's been our conversation partner and spiritual director today as we've been speaking about the holy season of Advent. I do pray that you're living it well. If you'd like to share this episode with others and help them to live it well, go over to relevantradio.com slash life, where you'll find links and shareable links to all of our past shows. Also, remember to check out Advent Carols of Comfort and Joy at relevantradio.com slash carols. That's as well. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to talk about mixed faith marriages and what that might mean for you or those you love with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson. Until then, grace and peace.